Welcome to another exclusive podcast from Pituitary Oral News. I am Jorge Fascinetti. Today we bring you the first in a series of podcasts from last year's Spanish Endocrinology Conference in Bilbao, Spain. We talked with leading endocrinologists and scientists to learn about some of the groundbreaking work this group of experts is doing to improve treatments and quality of life for pituitary patients. We recently published an article on muscles and acromegaly from Dr. Elena Velasi, a a clinician and researcher who also practices in Barcelona. And today we tackle face recognition technology and its potential in acromegaly and early diagnosis. Dr. Manel Puch, spelled P-U-I-G, but pronounced Puch in Catalan, is a leading endocrinologist in Barcelona and now Pituitary World News friend and contributor. He is doing vital and necessary work on facial recognitions and biometrics to see if this technology is useful in recognizing the early physical changes that occur in acromegaly. Could this be a game changer for the early diagnosis of this disease? We certainly hope so. Here's our chat with Dr. Pooch. Uh, we're here with Dr. Manel Pooch, who's from uh, professor of endocrinology of the Uni- Autonomous University of Barcelona. Uh, I met Dr. Pooch last year at the Acromegaly community in, in Spain uh, me- uh, meeting, and he made a fascinating presentation about facial recognition and biometric systems for the interpretation of changes in the faces that would be very helpful for the early diagnosis of acromegaly. So welcome, Dr. Puch. It's a pleasure to have you here. It is my pleasure. Yeah, and we are uh, very interested in learning how your project is going and and, uh, where you are with it. So... um, What's what's new with it? What's new? So we... um, this year we finally decided to go on with the project and the first step was to uh, prepare and to build a team and uh, we have people working in research with us and they used to be biologists or molecular biologists or uh, even biostatistics or bioinformatics but now for this project we need a bioengineer and a bioengineer which will know we have skills in uh, uh, artificial intelligence. So at this point, what we have done is to uh, set up the whole team. We have been granted for having uh, in our team a uh, bioengineer, and uh, we are now in the way to submit the project to our ethical committee in Hospital German Strias in our university. And tomorrow it will be a very important day because I will have the meeting uh, with the persons of acromegaly from the Spanish Association of People uh, with Acromegaly. I will present the the project uh, and we we are now ready to uh, receiving uh, biographical uh, pictures from as much people, as many people as possible. And when we will have about 100 or 120 uh, biographical five six of different years uh, ensuring that we have pictures from before the diagnosis we will start to build up the uh, the computational model 
There are few computational models which have already uh, been set up and published. Uh, one from a German group, and they published about five years ago, but they, they just stopped, they stopped, as far as I know, working in the field. Mm -hmm. And more recently, there is a Chinese group which has made a uh, quite remarkable work with a significant number of, of people uh, with, uh, with mm, let's say, last uh, uh, generation technology uh, of deep learning or machine mm -hmm. learning uh, uh, procedures. And this group has been working uh, in, in collaborations with an engineer in the MIT in Boston. So uh, we will uh, start from our southern uh, uh, community of persons with acromegaly uh, by recruiting these persons. And this is what I told you that uh, tomorrow is a very important yes. day for the presentation of the uh, association of Spanish uh, affected acromegalic patients. Uh, when this will be done, uh, we will uh, analyze the whole uh, photographic material. The machine will uh, give us some potential cut-off points in which it would be suspected that acromegaly is going on. And then we will uh, validate with another cohort of acromegalic patients. And the very last uh, part, which uh, eventually will be done at the end of next uh, 2020 year, will be uh, to, uh, to make a proof of concept uh, in general population. Mm -hmm. For this, uh, we have contacted um, the football club Barcelona, which you might know it is a big, important... Big time yeah, in soccer. Yeah, uh, yes. big time in soccer, but <laughs> also having a very important basketball team. Yes. And at that time, uh, let's say the 90s, there were some acro acromegalic uh, uh, basketball uh, players which was in the team and will act as ambassadors of the project within the Football Club Barcelona institution because we're going to ask uh, the members of the, which by the way, I am you one are, of them, yes. we will ask them to give the pictures. Uh, about 5,000 or 10,000 will have to make the calculation and we will test if this is able to detect people which might uh, potentially be at risk of having the disease according to what the machine will tell yes, us. Yes, yes. And like this we will see if the accuracy will be uh, good enough for uh, implementations in general populations. Yeah, as, as, uh, as you know, this will, make, this will be an effort of investment in yes. terms of creating the program. <coughs> so this will need uh, money for, for works of hours of bioengineers, of administrative support, receiving the, the pictures, classifying, and so on. But when the software would be uh, ready, uh, then the machines could work uh, without tiredness. Yes. In so the investment, yeah. yeah, the investment is initial, but then, yeah. then the machine the does profit the could be uh, really long, 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 long term. term. Because we can apply <coughs> these either to uh, societies, private societies, yeah. where a, a, a picture is in the in the membership, you know, yeah. card. Yeah. Uh, this could be applied to uh, different uh, health systems, you know. Uh, or even uh, if the whole population in the parliament will agree that sure. it is interesting for early diagnosis of not just acromegaly but all diseases with facial recognition. Yeah. 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 Either at the police uh, station where you receive your passport with a picture yeah. or so on, yeah. that could be performed if obviously the persons agree 
that this yeah. kind of analysis will be performed with with his her picture sure you know sure. obviously so it would be an opt-in yeah of an option that if you want if you want the sure. machine can make a uh, uh, recognizement yeah. and then uh, if the case is positive you are uh, required mm -hmm. to contact the doctor and uh, the doctor will know what he has to do sure, sure. This is, I think that this will be probably part of the medicine of the future it's very very interesting because uh, like we were discussing the ability of the machine to notice changes that the human Obviously. eye can't uh, we, we got very interested initially about four or five years ago because of a study that the NIH had mm -hmm. done uh, quoting um, the uh, accuracy machine okay. that was um, let's see um, the, the accurate the machine yeah. much better than the early diagnosis of yes. computer, computers yeah. versus clinicians yes. uh, and um, it, very very interesting and then I was so not surprised but it was great to see your presentation because I I don't think there is that much activity on this no and when you look at it you say well this is such a such an amazing opportunity yes. for early diagnosis and mm. it should be you know a worldwide project and in other domains uh, of the knowledge of industrial knowledge this has been uh, very much developed for yeah. example uh, in, the, in, in, in the car uh, uh, factories there are more and more the utilization of such kind of technology yeah, AI uh, or artificial yeah, intelligence yeah. And, yeah. so the the procedures methodologically are the same either you are working for uh, car manufacturer yeah. or recognition of face, you know. Yeah, manufacturing so, defects yeah. or changes. Yeah. In, yeah, yeah, of course. So you apply to a specific knowledge in which an image is uh, deconvoluted and in deep analyzed, no matter yeah. if it's uh, whatever, a uh, brake system yeah. or the eye, retina or the face, you know, and uh, this will be eventually be also of applicability to all the diseases with in which there are uh, changes in the image, either the face or the whatever, you know. And, and this is why we think that it's time to try to see if you are good enough or our uh, team is good enough mm -hmm. to rise a uh, tool which would be uh, uh, accuracy, yeah. easy applicability and an expensive, uh, yeah. uh, 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 you know, yeah. cost to be uh, used worldwide uh, with different approaches yeah. you know so as a leading researcher and a clinician mm. that you mm -hmm. are what do you do you think in the future say this is this this is a very good chance of succeeding and i know that the barriers and if if uh, uh, the ipad uh, is able to recognize my face when i open it and it allows me to enter without a, a code uh, or yeah. uh, when i go to a bank teller for getting money uh, and so on, I do understand that with the appropriate investment of knowledge in uh, good bioengineers in the field, this is going to happen. Uh, I don't know if I will see it, but I would like very much to contribute a little bit sure, of sure. putting the first step and certainly the next generation of much better form uh, uh, professionals will go in deep and go further yeah. in this kind of medicine. Yeah. You know, when you think about uh, the things that we get, practical things that we can do for early diagnosis. This is one of the things, one of these things that just like hits you in the face and say, wait a minute, this is probably one of the, even though extremely complicated, one of the easiest things that we could do to try to affect 
the number of years that it takes it takes to recognize somebody mm. with acromegaly because it will put it will bring the red flag up. The, if this would so, take a look at this. I would think that it will be uh, an historical uh, hallmark because uh, for uh, having early diagnosis, we are not just preventing that the sequela of the of the. Uh, facial changes uh, will be uh, uh, prevented, but also also the comorbidities that eventually could lead to early death sure. to persons having acromegaly, sure. because the uh, uh, changes in the face goes in parallel uh, to the exposure of GH, not just in the, the facial tissues, but in every, yeah. Yeah, in every tissue sure. of the body the heart, the bowel. Yeah. So probably uh, what we get at the time of diagnosis when this is performed at later stages uh, will not be any more inactive yeah. or will be very minorly expressed when early diagnosis will perform. Yeah. So I think that uh, besides contributing not to having the stigma of being always recognized in the street because your face has it's some... Sure, uh, will, uh, this is a, of high impact psychological, but also from the biological consequences yeah, of yeah. an early diagnosis. Well, I'm a perfect example. You know, uh, uh, so many years without diagnosis, I had to have two hip replacements and a knee replacement already. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, if, I, I think, it, you know, I remember when it started getting bad. If I would have been able to be recognized at that time, none of this probably would have happened. We need early diagnosis. Yeah, we no need doubt. tools for early diagnosis for preventing all the consequences in the, in the people affected, which beside this will have also, unless or even if it's a minority disease, in terms also of economy. Yeah. Because the of cost course. of all the things, all the care, with the knee, uh, you know, replacement yeah. and many other things. It's, it's also to take into account from this point of view. But yeah. the most important thing is the impact in the health and the psychological health of the people. Yeah. And this could be prevented, but the requirement is early diagnosis. Yeah. No, I think the, the cost impact would be huge mm -hmm. on early diagnosis mm -hmm. because it solves mm -hmm. the, the cost of, of chronic, other chronic related mm -hmm. conditions, comorbidities are... are and uh, if you ask me a little bit and you push me to tell you what are my dreams, yeah. because as a scientist, if I'm not able to dream and to know what I would like to get, yeah. I'm not a scientist. Sure. What I would like is also to go further. And you know that when you are now in the social Facebook or Instagram and so on, you, have, you are receiving some... Uh, publicity or some advertisement of uh, you can have your face and to see what's going on when you will be old. Old, oh, yeah. You have seen that. Sure, it's very sure. popular. Very right? interesting. Yeah. And this is made probably by using these artificial intelligence systems, which try to put into the system what are the components that change with the years to come. Okay. What I would like to do is to go back in the history of the persons with all these facial these pictures which will be in the system, and to predict what would be the face of a person without, without having acromegaly at that time when he was diagnosed. That is so fascinating. Okay, and what, this is just uh, something for fun. Yeah, gimmick. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that will be yeah. fun, yeah. obviously, to see how old your face will be, yeah. but it's also a little bit sad. 
And then the next question is, are we able to get some solution in a way you might have now the phase you would have if acromegaly wouldn't have entered into your life? That is a great question. And I think what would I look like if I didn't? What do we have to do yeah. is to connect this uh, potential predictive picture of what would have been your face with a robotic uh, plastic surgical uh, system, system in which uh, uh, specific corrections of those points uh, to bring your, your face back to what it yes. was. That would be so incredible. This is what I would like to do, and I don't know if I will be, uh, my professional time will be uh, enough yeah. for convincing. But I have to tell you that talking in the cafeteria of the hospital with our colleagues of plastic surgery and maxillofacial uh, surgery, uh, we, we dream on, of doing so. And maybe. I have this dream and I would like, if not our team, but others in the world will go, but this way, not just to, uh, to correct the things giving you a standard phase. Yeah. No, no, no. The phase that would be yours if acromegaly wouldn't have... Yeah, the, your real phase, yes. basically. Not a standard Your phase. genetically yeah. correct phase. We <laughs> have uh, with people which don't want to get yeah. old, that they receive plastic surgery, yeah. but all look like if they were brothers and sisters, yeah. you know? Yes, Sometimes, I often look yeah. at my, my high school picture yeah. of my tennis team mm -hmm. and say, I wonder what would I look like if acromegaly did mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. looking at this picture. Maybe yeah. this one of these days will be able, able but all yeah. these machines will give you what will be your face now without acromegaly. Yeah. If you are now 51, sure. to know what would be uh, with 10 or 15 or 20 years yeah. of no having been exposed to hyper secretion of GH, yeah, you know, that, sure. that, that's, that's something that I was thinking these days and in in my mind, I thought I have, because we discussed this with our, with our surgeons and as you might imagine, it will require some surgery in the bone, in the bone. but now we have uh, 3D printers of, uh, you know, of, yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah. and this yeah. could be applied by using yeah. three uh, dimensional yeah. printers of bones or synthetic bones that could be uh, probably uh, useful. Yeah, mm -hmm. fascinating. It's fascinating mm -hmm. to, think, to think about the, the reconstructive, but with your own face, yeah. not yeah. with the standard one. And there's a, a very uh, important emotional and mental yes. health reason to do it. Yes, not just for before. Yes. I will put my face, the one that uh, has that's been. Uh, uh, determined mine. by a disease away yeah. from my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because we we all think we age and we change, but we mm. don't. We age, we mm. don't change, mm. which is the difference between you know a, 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 a change produced by a GH hypersecretion mm. like his yeah. name, and and something that's normally the aging mm. process. So anyway, but I just want to uh, thank you, Dr. Puj, for taking this time to chat about this it's fascinating we definitely want to follow your progress and our uh if we're we gonna can we're gonna go for a european call and uh, i understand we are planning to connect with uh, associations of acromegaly persons in italy and france right. to get this and uh, persons in the associations will be more and more important in the decision making processes yes. in terms of policy for grants uh, for research, yeah. you know, and 
as you have seen in my projects, being as associations within the projects as one of the parts. So our team will be the doctors, the engineers and the patients yeah. all together as the managing team of the study. Perfect, you yeah. are not just passive subjects, but active, active in the development of, in yeah. the project. Yeah. When the submission will be performed, the Acromegaly uh, uh, Association of Pain will be as one of the partners, yeah, active partners yeah. in terms of receiving, but also discussing with you what at real time what we are getting yeah you know yeah that's fantastic mm -hmm. that's changing fantastic. changing of paradigm uh, you change a little bit the dynamic of, yeah. uh, of and this is now recognized by the scientific authorities at least in europe yeah they want well, the patients with the to be within yeah the project Part within the discussion that. within the analysis of the results yeah this is going to be this way yeah i think it's very important to have a patient mm -hmm. insight and mm -hmm. input at the mm -hmm at the bottom part of these projects. Yes. 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 Well, we are putting our website and our magazine at your disposal Thank to you. anything that we can be of assistance. Keep in touch and uh, we yes. will be uh, yeah. telling you how it's going. How it's going. Out. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Please stay tuned for updates and developments. On a related note, we recorded the podcast with Dr. Pooch in Spanish for our upcoming edition of Pituitary World News in Espanol. So please stay tuned for an announcement on that. You have been listening to an exclusive podcast from Pituitary World News. Thank you for listening.